ladies and gentlemen. We're having some technical difficulties here at the studio today. But hey, God is still good, right? Can I get an amen in chat? Someone give me an amen. God is still good, no matter what's going on. See, this is the difference, though, between online church and in-person church is that uh, see in-person church actually like they just close the doors if there's a snowstorm what we'll do is we'll just pass it around the entire world until we get someone that has good stable internet connection we're never gonna drop a beat just the way it is so we always got to look at the bright side and that even when we're having technical difficulties you know we're always making a way where there is no way and i think that that's a beautiful thing and that's only what god can do through us and in us and so it's exciting that we're still able to be together even though there's problems um but today obviously uh you might be able to tell uh, we don't have any name slides so if you didn't know my name is daylight uh, i am the leadership development pastor here and Really, my main role is sitting on the lead team um, with four other individuals. And my specific role is to, along with Susie, help guide the vision of God Squad Church and uh, to be able to participate in that. And so a lot of those new things you heard are some of my brainchilds, um, if that makes sense. And, uh, you know, a lot of the things you heard on Vision Saturday and so on and so forth. And so. God has gifted me with the ability to see things, um, you know, with, with vision, but also to not be able to do things like organize my desk correctly. <laughs> so we all have our strengths and our weaknesses, but God is continuing to work in me and use me in whatever way, shape and form he can, just like he's able to use you. And today, one of the things that I want to talk about is how do we get to a place where God can use us? How do we get to the place where God can do incredible things in us? Um, because it all starts somewhere. And so today's title is actually simply foundations. Now, Pastor Boss, let me know that, that this is kind of a weird, timely thing that I guess the rock just came into Fortnite and his name is actually like foundations or something like that, which is so funny, uh, but uh, it's nothing to do with him. Uh, this is completely just talking about the base of everything that is built upon in your life. Uh, but before we get to that, I have some announcements that I want to make sure that are clearly communicated to you because we want to make sure we, we, we are able to um, let you know what's coming up. So we were waiting to hear back from our physical location, whether or not we were going to have a Christmas Eve service um, and what times and things like that. And so it seems to be that that time slots are taken. So what we will be doing for our Christmas Eve service, all right, that is Friday, Christmas Eve, we will be. So it's this Friday. We will be gathering together at 11 a.m. Um, Friday, Christmas Eve for our Christmas Eve service. That'll be a special candlelight service that we have and it'll be a great time together so mark your calendars friday the 24th i'm so bad with with dates and you guys are gonna laugh at me because it's christmas eve I, i'm pretty sure 24th and the 25th right don't don't make me yeah it's the 24th i'm right all right good um the 24th is christmas eve and we'll be gathering at 11 a.m that is et so that's eastern time the reason why we have 11 a.m is because it actually works the best for most of our audiences um it might be a little harder for you in california or like the west coast of america um but for you in europe it might be a little bit easier but we're trying to find the best spot where the most amount of people can gather together for that time because we will not be having our normal services 
on Christmas Day. And you'd be like, daylight, daylight, that's a that's absurd. The point of the point of Christmas daylight is to celebrate Jesus. And I would tell you, you are 100 percent correct. Yes. The point of Christmas is to celebrate the birth of Jesus. One of the traditions we have in my home is to actually make Jesus a birthday cake. And we sing happy birthday to Jesus, which is actually something my kids really look forward to. Um, And so it's our way to really dedicate the day in understanding that even though we get all this stuff or we're giving away stuff or whatever it looks like, that we're centering it on the thing that matters the most. And that is the birth of Jesus. And so that's one of the ways we celebrate it in our home and one of the ways that we're teaching our girls and discipling our girls what it looks like to be a follower of Christ and why it matters and why that day is so joyous and great for us as Christians, as Christ followers. And so one of the things that we're hoping here at God Squad Church is, yes, we 100% could just have a service on Saturday, but we want to instill in each and every person that is a part of God Squad Church. If you call this place home, we want you to be instilled with the idea that worship doesn't just happen on Saturdays. Worship doesn't just happen at God Squad Church services. Worship happens each and every day through your life. And just because we're not having a service does not mean that you stop worshiping Jesus. And so what our hope would be is that you would take it as parents, um, as as kids, as whatever your age gap is, and you would take that as an opportunity to invest that worship time with your family, because spending time with our families and surrounding that time in the celebration of Jesus's birth is a powerful, powerful statement. And so we want you to take this 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 Saturday coming up Christmas Day and do something that honors God. In whatever way, bring the foundation of your Christmas to be honoring Jesus. Now, so that's the hope from our lead team and the hope that we would hope that you would instill in your life that each and every day is a day that you could be worshiping God. And that Saturday specifically, worship God with your family. Uh, our families matter. We need to invest in them. And so maybe it's time for a new tradition. Maybe you need to read through the Christmas story on Christmas. Maybe whatever it looks like. And I don't mean like the Christmas story is like the one with the guy with the ghosts. That's what they call the Christmas story, I think. But I mean the birth of Jesus, the gospel, and go through that and, and explain to it, maybe with your relatives or whatever, like what that means and why it means so much to you. And take that moment and allow it to be sacred in your heart. And so that's the reason why we're not having a Saturday service uh, on Christmas. We truly believe that worship happens more than just in our services. And at this time with your family is pertinent and important. And so celebrate with them. Do it, do it, do it, do it. But we have a couple other things going on and you'll see me back here January 1st. I'll be the one preaching you new, your new year sermon. And it's going to, you know, it's going to be fire. It's just the way it is. God just does what he wants to do. And so I'm just going to let God do it. And he's going to do it. And so be ready on January 1st. We're going to have some more announcements on some things coming up that have not been announced yet at God Squad Church, um, but that we really want to be celebrating together. This whole year for God Squad Church is a year, and I keep repeating it to the lead team, and I keep talking about it. This is a year of foundations. It's getting our foundations right as an organization. It's getting our foundations right as a church, right? We are an organization, but really a church is a group of people. And so it's about reorganizing and getting ourselves into a place where our foundations are on Jesus. 
And that can look in a lot of ways. And today we're going to hit on some of those ways of what that means and, and what it could look like for us. But everything we do, you can measure it to that. Is God Squad Church getting their foundations right? And the year 2022 is the year that God starts building on those foundations. And church, it's going to be it's going to be incredible. God's going to be doing things that I don't even think you're ready for. And so I'm excited for all that God has in store for 2022. And as we close out our year, we can't forget the last two weeks. The last two weeks of our year matter too. And so uh, right now, as we dive deeper into this, I'm going to share a little story with you guys about a game that I love. And if you haven't heard it enough from me, you know, maybe I need to say it more, but I am a huge avid fan of a game called Rust. Let that sink in. I know some haters for Rust in the chat, maybe, but there's also some probably people that love Rust. Rust to me just has so many different elements that I love. But one of the parts of Rust that I really love and that I excel at, probably what I'm the best at, is building. Um, and so in that game, you can build fortresses, you can build castles, you can build these huge monstrous bases, or you can build little things that are nice and quaint. And, you know, you can put tricks in them and you can make them interesting. And, but none of those buildings matter if you fail to get the blueprint wrong, the footprint. The, the part of it that everything stands on. And so in that game, you can make square tiles or triangle tiles. And that's pretty much how you build everything on. And if you don't get that right. So this is a passage just experience we just had in the last wipe that I played with a couple friends of mine. One of the builders, the guy who, who you know, made the design of this base. It's a really cool looking base. And but he messed up on the footprint and didn't realize it until he was done building the walls, putting the floors in, putting the ceilings in and, and the, the windows. And he realized all of a sudden it struck him. He was like, oh, no, what's wrong? What's wrong? I messed up the foundations right here. And what that did is that created a weak building and he wasn't able to build the things that he wanted to build in it or on it because the foundations were incorrect. And things didn't line up anymore and things didn't work out the way it was. So it left a weakness in our base. And inevitably, I'm sure you understand that leads us open to Raiders and people being able to, you know, and they could raid us even if we had the strongest base in the world. But it left weaknesses in our base. It left the inability for us to complete it the way that we had designed it to be. The vision we had for the base didn't come out the way that we thought because our foundations were wrong. And so my love for Rust will continue on. And I've made so many mistakes in building that game. And it usually comes back to not understanding how to place correct foundations. How do I get the first layer of my base correct? And today I kind of want to make um, a, a statement that, that maybe is a metaphor for our own lives. And what do our foundations look like as people and are they correct? Are we trying to build upon foundations that are weak and shaky and that aren't set on stone or not set in the right ways? And our vision was different, but we didn't have the foundation correct. And that's what I kind of want to talk to you about today. And this is a statement you're going to hear me saying, if you take anything from me today, anything. It's this. Your foundations determine your future. Your foundations determine your future. 
It is that simple. And so remember that statement as we go through this. And because the truth of the matter is, is like I told you that story about rust and it opened a weakness for us and we didn't have strong foundations. And so really anything could come by and knock us out. You know, because our foundations were strong, everything that came against us would have been effective. And it might be like that in your own life. Where whatever it is, if you don't have strong foundations, whatever comes against you, whether it's an attack on your faith, whether it's an attack on your character, whether it's a, whatever that attack looks like, it's pretty simple just to fall over. Or maybe you're not rooted, right? You don't have those foundations in the correct order. And you haven't really given them over to where they're supposed to be. And so you're easily knocked to and fro. Your foundations matter. So today I want to dive into a scripture verse, Matthew 7, 24 through 29. And so we're going to read this together. I won't have it come up on screen because obviously we changed over where our stream was and it's not possible to have that happen. But. I'll read it for you and you can follow along with me if you'd like. I specifically am using the CSB version. Uh, in my educated opinion, it is one of the best versions um, of the Bible to be as literal, but also as understandable as possible. And so it is very much a perfect intersection of those two things and a great version of the Bible, um, especially if you're a, you know, a very big proponent of the ESV or um, the NASB, it's kind of a, a little bit less literal, but, uh, more accurately with open the theological matters that, yeah, you can ask me about another time. So Matthew seven, 24 through 29, it says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose and the winds blew and pounded that house. Yet it didn't collapse unlike unlike my rust base <laughs> because its foundation was on the rock but everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand the rain fell the rivers rose the winds blew and pounded that house and it collapsed and it collapsed with a great crash when Jesus had finished saying these things, the, the, the crowds were astonished at his teaching because he was teaching them like one who had authority and not like their scribes. Jesus was teaching them like he knew what he was talking about. He was teaching him as though like he was the one who wrote those words, like he was the one that put them into being like he understood the creation of people. I think he was foreshadowing maybe a little bit of, hey, maybe I'm the son of God. You know, maybe I'm I am Jesus and I'm the Messiah incarnate. And people could understand the weight of it because they could feel it because he spoke with such boldness. And this entire scripture verse is a cross section to be able to see what it looks like when your foundations are placed in the wrong way or in the wrong place. When your foundations are placed on rock, a, a solid surface, it's, it's easy for them to stand strong because they're on something strong. They're built on something that's, that's, that's firm and that matters. But when your foundations are built on the sand, they're shifting and 
easily thrown over because there's not a solidness to your foundation. So today, as I dive deeper in, I want you to keep that in the back of your mind, that, that scripture verses. We dive deeper into kind of making this metaphor of basically a building to our own lives. And I'm going to cross those two quite a bit today. So keep up that I'm not talking that you're a building. You're obviously not a building, but there's things like in a building that trans that transfer well to our lives. And so the first thing that I have to talk about in foundations is that foundations determine the strength of a building. You're like, okay, then that makes sense. Like your rust building, if you would have made the foundations correct, like it would have been stronger. But the thing is, is even if you build a wooden house, that wouldn't be the strongest house, right? Maybe if you build it on a brick, it'd be it'd be stronger. It could probably take a take a take a few hits. But when we we build a wooden house, it's built on concrete in America. Normally, we build our houses on concrete. Why don't we build them on wood? Well, we don't build them on wood because wood doesn't have the strength to keep up. It doesn't have the strength to not shift and break and crack. And so the strength of a structure is found in what lies below the surface. I'm going to say that again. The strength of a structure is found in what lies below the surface. Come on, somebody, if you're just not if you're not getting it. When I say the strength of a structure is found in what lies below the surface, I want you to think about yourself. Your strength lies in whatever's built within you. What is built within you? What is the structure in your life? What is the foundations? See, the strength of a building is tested by storms and shakings. If a building is tested by storms and shakings, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to bring that imagery over to your life. That inner part of you, those inner foundations. When the when the storms come, i.e. the hardships. When the shakings come, when people shake you up, when they. When they get you so ticked off, what happens? What comes out? What is produced? Do you easily waver and and lose your character? Do you easily waver and become angry and mad when people make you frustrated? What comes out of you when the storms come and the shakings come? Where's your strength? Because it shows your strength when we go through hard things. Because the truth is, is, Hard times reveal to us our inner character. It's easy to put a smile on and be happy when everything's going well. But when the world comes crashing down and you're faced with so many hardships and things that are just just eating at your soul. They'll start to reveal that foundation. What's it built on? Do you have a strong foundation? Is that foundation built on sand? Because it'll come out. And maybe you don't lash out in anger, but maybe you're a recluse. You go and you hide away. It reveals exactly what's underneath. I'm just preaching today. Church, I'm just preaching today. So my, 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 
the thing to take from this is when you're pressed, what do you produce? When you're pressed, what do you produce? Is it good fruit? Or is it bad fruit? When you're pressed, what do you produce? See, foundations determine how high the building can rise. Church, you're, you're not ready for it. I can, I can feel you guys, you guys aren't ready for it. Foundations determine how high the building can rise. See, skyscrapers must have foundations that are dug deep into bedrock. Where are your roots? Where's your foundation built? Because guess what? It's tested as we start to climb higher. As we start to become more revealed, as we start to get into leadership positions, as we start to get into places of authority, guess what's revealed? Where are those roots at? Community, where are your roots at? See, your talent might get you there, but your character keeps you there. How high you rise, your ability to get places, you might be talented out of your mind. But guess what? Eventually, what's going to happen is you're rising up is that foundation isn't set you're gonna you're gonna be wibble, you're gonna be wobbly and you will fall down how high you can rise is also determined on how you built your foundations your foundations matter your talent might get you there but your character will keep you there. What kind of foundations are in you? Do you have the ability to step up and be influenced in others' lives? Or when you get there, are you scared of what the outcome might be because your character isn't in the right place? I'm going to make a little bit more imagery on that. When you're playing Final Fantasy... There's certain characters that are supposed to be on the front line. And there's certain characters that are supposed to be on the back line. And if my back line or in World of Warcraft, my gnome mage, I don't know what they call in Final Fantasy. I do know what they're called, but I can't remember off the top of my head. They have a cool name. And you're you're a gnome mage like in World of Warcraft and you're in the back line. If I find myself in the front line in melee. Right face to face with the boss. I'm tested. And guess what? I fall because my character isn't in the right place. Now I'm talking about the inner workings of your character. Is your character in the right place? Have you worked on your character? Have you worked on the foundations? See, foundations determine how far the building can expand. Man, I love these. I love these. These analogies, these metaphors. Foundations determine how far the building can expand. See, the more ground that foundation covers, the larger the building can be, the more reach it can have. Oh, I'm about to. I'm about to start amening myself because I got no one in the room to do it for me. God wants us to take ground by building foundations in our lives, homes, and church. 
but we're limited to how far we can reach. And I'm not talking about Halo reach by what we have built. We are limited by how far we can reach by what we have built. Man, if that is not speaking to you this morning, I don't know what will. If your foundations are weak, if your foundations are small, if you have not taken time to build strong foundations, then your ability to reach those that are lost will be incomplete. Be not possible. Because your character won't stand. That foundation will not stand. Are you building a strong foundation that can keep up to the reach you want to have in people's lives? Come on now. Come on now. Shout out DJ Dragonflame in the chat. Pajamas and games. What's going on? God is teaching some of you a lesson right now about the integrity of your foundations. The truth is, is how can you tell someone about the life-changing message of Jesus if you yourself have never been there? How are you going to get deeper with Jesus? How are you going to build deep foundations if you've never done it? How are you going to teach other people? How are you going to share that gospel truth if you don't even understand it for yourself? Because the depth of your foundations is weak. See, foundations, they also indicate the vision of the builder. Foundation being laid reveals the vision of the leader even even before the building is ever placed. Foundations indicate the vision of the builder. It reveals everything. Your foundations, your character is revealed by how you are. It reveals by it, it reveals what you have in your mind for your life. It reveals if you're going to be selfish. It reveals if you're going to have healthiness that's going to you know spur on through your generations. It reveals so much because the way that you construct your foundation reveals where you want to go, what you see. Foundations indicate the vision of the builder. I don't start with square or square foundations if I want a circle building. Kind of just doesn't make sense. It's just not going to be circle. It's going to be, you know, maybe a, a globe with a with a square plate. And just like you, you don't start laying foundations of malice. You don't start laying foundations of bitterness foundations of complaining if you want to see positivity if you want to see people listen to what you have to say if those are the visions for your life and you wouldn't start laying foundations that are opposite of that see where you begin in turn determines your direction how you start 
determines where you're going to go. So you need to lay foundations adequate for the vision God has given you. So God's called some of you guys to, to things that maybe you're not even ready to talk about. God's called some of you that have talked about a lot, but haven't done much. Look inside. What do your foundations look like? What do they look like? Am I building foundations that will accomplish what God wants for me? Am I building disciplines and practices and things that are healthy? Am I spending my time around the right people that are, are cultivating my foundation rather than chipping away? What am I doing? See, foundations, it reveals the legacy the builder intends to leave for the next generation. When you're building a building, you're not thinking of how fast will this thing fall? You're thinking of how long will it last? And some of us have bought into the culture that that fast food culture. I'm going to do whatever pleases me in the moment because YOLO, you only live once. And then you get to be, you know, 40, 50, 60 years old and you're looking back in your life and you're wondering about the legacy that you wanted to leave, but you forgot the foundations a long time ago. And all those other steps you forgot and it's crafted a vision that you're not happy with and a legacy that you do not want to leave. The truth of the matter is, is my life will one day pass from this earth on. And we're eternal beings. And if you believe in Jesus, you, you will find yourself in heaven. Or if you don't, you find yourself eternally away from him. And so if I have this one life before I pass on into eternity, of course I want to leave a legacy. I want to leave a legacy for my children. I want to leave a legacy for their children and the children below them. I want to leave a legacy for my family. I want my family name to mean more than, you know, my accomplishments. I want it to be a foundation and a legacy that speaks to the name above all names. See, the work of great builders still stands hundreds of years after they're gone because they paid the price to lay strong foundations. It's not easy. To lay those strong foundations, I'm not coming before you and just saying, snap your fingers and then it's there. It comes at a cost. And it's pricey. It takes sacrifice. It takes living the opposite of what this world would tell you to live like. It, it tells you to be generous when you want to keep everything to yourself. It tells you to live with a love that is everlasting and deep. When the world would tell you to love this way, it tells you to love all. When the world tells you to 
Be angry about this. It tells you to turn the other cheek. See, foundations aren't easy and they come at a cost. They come at a cost when you're laying in your bed and you're frustrated because you see everybody else and they're living their lives in certain ways. And you're like, why can't I have that? It's because you're making an eternal investment. You're making a legacy that lasts far beyond hundreds of years, but that lasts in eternity because your legacy will determine what other people's legacy looks like. Your legacy will affect people's eternities. But you got to count the cost. You got to be willing to pay a heavy price. But church, it's worth it. That price you'll pay with your time, your talent, your treasure. The way that you have conversations with people, the kindness that you explain, that, that, that inability to stop being stuck in your tracks and take bold steps of faith. It'll pave roads. That'll stand for generations and generations into people's hearts. Your foundations matter. Because your foundations will determine your future. And I would so to say that your foundations determine a lot of others' futures as well. Proverbs 10, 25, and the CSB says it like this. When the whirlwind passes, the wicked are no more but the righteous are secure forever. I'm going to say it in the KJV version because I I like the way that it phrases it because it uses the word of my sermon. Come on now. It says, when the whirlwind passes, Proverbs 10, 25, the wicked are no more, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. When the whirlwind passes by, the wicked are no more, but the righteous have an everlasting foundation. Your foundation matters. Where you place your foundation matters. And guess what? There's someone who showed us exactly what our foundation should look like. There's one man above all other. Call himself Jesus. See, foundations reveal the price the builder is willing to pay. People don't often understand this, but the cornerstone to a building was the most important stone. So it was also the most precious and expensive because it mattered. And there is someone that is... Correlated with the cornerstone. And that's Jesus. The cornerstone was precious and expensive because it mattered. And even though he mattered and even though he was precious, Jesus said, guess what? I understand that the foundations reveal the price the builder is willing to pay. And Jesus said, your foundations, who you are, you as a person, is willing, I'm willing to give it all. I'm willing to pay the ultimate price 
And Jesus decided as the cornerstone that he would pay for your foundation. He would pay for you with his own blood. He gave the most precious thing he could possibly give when he deserved none of it. He gave up his own life. And God's not done with you yet. That was the first step. That was the step so you could have a, an everlasting relationship with God, your creator, so you could be in a relationship with him forever. But that next step is a price he paid for you. And it's counting the cost. Are you willing to pick up your cross daily and follow after him? Are you willing to do the hard work that it takes to lay these foundations. So I've talked a lot about foundations and we talked about your foundations determine the strength of your building. Your foundations determine how high the building can rise, how far the building can expand. Foundations indicate the, the vision of the builder. Your foundation reveals the legacy of the builder. Foundations reveal the price that you're willing to pay. So you might be sitting here and just like, all right, I, I hear you. I'm in. I'm all in. I, I hear you. I need better foundations in some way, shape, or form. You're speaking to me. Daylight, you're talking to me. But, but what exactly, how do I get there? How do I redo this, this mess that I've worked with for the last 40 years? How do I redo this mess I've lived with for the last 10 years? Whatever that looks like. Maybe for the first time you're stepping into the stream and you're wondering, how do I, how do I start? Where do, where do I go from here? And I want to get to that. So how do we build these strong foundations? If your foundations matter that much, there must be a key. And that key is Jesus. He is the ultimate first start of those foundations in first corinthians 311 says for no one can lay any foundation other than what has been laid down that foundation is jesus christ See, church, for some of you, you might need to do a whole upheaval. You might need to go back to the beginning because I truly don't believe that God wants to destroy or, 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 or deconstruct who you are unless you're willing to be reconstructed. And some of us have weak foundations, so we've never been able to live up to the call that he has for our lives. We've never been able to reach as high as we we're supposed to reach. We've never been able to expand and, and reach those that are far because we had weak foundations and we, we weren't willing to submit ourselves to what it takes to do the work to have strong foundations. Today is the day where you can remap that church, where you can take time and you can reorganize what that looks like. God is with you. So when, when you're scared to knock down the building that you've spent so long living in, that even though that buildings had creaky doors and flooded ceilings and broken foundations, you've just lived in it because that's what you've become so familiar with. But God wants to come in and help you rebuild. He wants to come give you a renovation. 
And he can do that for you today. You can start making those steps towards remapping what it looks like to have strong foundations. So the first thing you need to do if you want to build strong foundations is you need to submit your lives to Jesus. And I don't just mean in the salvation way. I mean the daily, daily grind of picking up your cross and following after him. So how do I do that? It's about submitting your life and knowing who is Lord. So firstly, submitting to Jesus. Number two is getting to know him. Well, how can I get, how can I get to know, you know, a, a man that died 2000 years ago? Because that man wasn't only a man, that man was God. And he's still active and living and breathing today. And he left us a few things that really matter. He left us the Bible. Oh, no, not this again, daylight. Tell me to read my Bible. If we do not get our foundations correct, church, we will never build what God has envisioned for God's squad church. You will never be able to build what he has called you to build. And guess what? One of those foundations is diving deep into the word of God and understanding who it is that you call king. Because all of this can sound nice and all this can sound good. But the truth is, until you dive deeper and reveal who Christ is and start to make steps and steps and steps towards him, understanding and revealing his character and taking that on upon yourself. It doesn't matter. You need to walk that process, that journey with Jesus. And one of those ways is through reading your Bible. Number two, he left us something in that Bible that revealed a lot to us. And it was that we could spend time and conversate with him. What do you mean, TJ? What do you mean? What I'm telling you is that you have the ability to pray. And I don't just mean pray like Jesus, help us, you know, save this person. I mean to spend time with God. Glorifying and praising him and just thankfulness. Starting off your day with thankfulness in your heart will change those foundations. Praising him for everything in your life. The fact that you rolled out of bed that morning matters. The fact that you were able to breathe breath into your lungs. Start with simple things if you can't find other things to thank him for. But at this point, church, I can't find something not to be thankful for. So when you pray, draw thankfulness. And absolutely allow God into the deepest parts of your heart. He already knows them, but he wants to hear them from you. What are you struggling with? What are you dealing with? Reach out to him and tell him. I don't know how many times I've yelled at God because I've just been frustrated. I don't know how many times I've weeped before him because I felt so inadequate. I don't know how many times I was just so hurt by the world that I didn't know what else to do. And I only found solace. I only found repair. I only truly found help within his arms. And then church, the part of prayer that people miss. Begin to give him time to speak to you. Shut off the music. Shut your thoughts off. And just listen to what God would have to speak to you. So first, find Jesus as Lord. 
Number two, dive deep into his word. Number three, take time and pray holistically, leaving him room to speak. Number four, if you want strong foundations, you got to build a strong community. If you're not spending time with people who are like-minded, who are pushing you towards faith, that are pushing you towards stronger foundations, you need to reevaluate what that looks like. Because guess what? If you're the only inspector to your own foundations, you're always going to find it fine. But when you ask someone to come in and say, hey, how can I get better? How do I, how do I, and that's a scary thing for a lot of people to invite someone in to, to really expose yourself and say, this is what I look like. What do I do from here? You need to find a strong community. XP groups might be for you. And when I say might be for you, they're for you. Fill an application today. If we don't have times for you, eventually we will. And if we don't have times for you, you need to find a community, period. Maybe that's hanging out with people in the Discord. Maybe that's, you know, creating some IRL friends that really hold you up. You want firm foundations that are built strong. You need to cultivate a strong community. Maybe this is the first time you're hearing this. Maybe you're like, man, I stumbled upon this stream and I, I, had, I had no idea about any of this. Actually, I don't even know if I believe you, but there's something in me, deep in me, that's pulling me to, to try this. I tell people all the time, give it a try. Christianity, 100% is something you can try. But it's a big try. It's not like, a, oh, I'm just going to try this piece of chocolate today. It's a, like, I'm going to try moving my world to a different world for a bit. I'm telling you, there is no greater relationship than the one you can find within Jesus. There's no greater love. And if you're here today and you've never taken that step to say, hey, I want to, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. I want to submit to him as king. You have an opportunity right now. And if that's you and you're someone that's never put your faith in Jesus and you want to do that today, I'm going to ask you to be bold. I'm going to ask you to do something courageous. I'm going to have you put a yes in chat if you want to take that next step. If you want to take on that step of a lifelong relationship with Jesus. And if you do, you can pray with me right now. And I'm going to say the prayer for those that might be too nervous to put a yes in chat. And the only reason we want you to put a yes in chat is because we want to equip you and resource you and, and help you in whatever way we can. We won't harass you. We won't chase you down. Like, we just want to talk and let you know what that might look like. And so I'm going to say a simple prayer and you're just going to repeat after me. And it's not because it's my words. I'm just a leader. God has placed me as a leader in this church. We're all a part of the mission. My, my words have nothing special. They're just guiding you because you don't know the words to say. 
So I'm going to pray for you right now. And you just repeat after me if this is you. Jesus. I ask you to come into my heart. Would you forgive me of my sins? That past life. Those yesterdays. Those things that were not of you. Lord, today I choose to make you the leader of my life. I choose to call you king. We pray these things because I believe you are God. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made that step today, we just want to celebrate with you. We want to be a part of you. Can we get some hype in the chat for all those that that might have said yes to Jesus today? God has a life for you that you couldn't imagine. And it will beat your wildest expectations and dreams. And I'm not saying it'll always be easy, but what I'm saying to you is that you've stepped into a relationship that's important and matters, and it'll change a lot of things. I want to pray for you guys that are reshuffling the organization of your foundations. And you know you need to get back to solid foundations in Jesus. Foundations that exude the fruit of the spirit love joy and peace and patience and goodness and kindness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control we're going to pray for a moment because we have a realization that our foundations determine our future and we want god to invade in our foundation so lord i come before you for each and every person that realizes they need you to come in and rebuild their foundations. They're not where they want to be, but they realize they need something to change. So Lord, would you move in them this morning? Would you move in my own heart? Would you reveal to me where in my life my foundations are not what they should be, God? Help us to see you clearly, God. Help us to hear your voice. Help us to dive deeper into understanding who you are. May we daily pick up our cross. Would we dive deeper into our Bibles? Would we spend time praying and seeking after you? Would we seek a community that would help us uh, shape a foundation that's strong? Lord, you're doing powerful things in our church but you can only do as much as we're willing to allow you. And not because you couldn't do it, because you're not all powerful, but you are. But you're a gentleman. And you ask us to come along on this journey with you rather than forcing us. Lord, I pray that we would be humble enough to seek after you and find you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. There's something I can leave you with today. It's simply this. Your foundations will determine your future.
don't forget it. It matters so deeply. And if no one's told you they love you today, I love you with my whole heart. I am more than privileged and honored to be a pastor here and to be able to walk alongside you and to be able to call you friends and be able to do life with you. You truly are the greatest church on the face of the planet. And so it's an amazing opportunity that we have to be a part of changing lives together. That each and every week we can come and do this and we do so many things to see people come to know Christ and you make a difference with your time, your talent, and your treasure. And right now, we're going to continue our time together through a different form of worship, but still worship all the same. And that's worshiping through our finances, because none of this is possible without a showing extreme generosity. Our church is not a church that says, you know, give 10%. We say, give generously. Because I think the Lord, for some people, wants more than 10%. And for others, maybe it is 10%. But it's a heart issue. More so than a law. It's a giving generously because everything is already his. And as we worship together today through giving, I hope you know that you make a difference with every dollar, it changes people's lives. And one of the foundations that many of you have gotten right is generosity. And maybe it's your first time. Maybe you've never taken that step of faith to start trusting God with your finances. Don't wait. Your giving is making a difference around the world. And I understand it can be a scary step to start entrusting your treasure somewhere. But the Lord will do far greater things than you or I will ever be able to do with it. And we're trusting in him to continue to pave the way for eternities to be changed. So today I pray we are blessed through our giving. Be blessed as you give. Love you guys. Here at God Squad Church, there are multiple safe and secure ways for you to give. You can give by clicking on the panel below to give a one-time or monthly donation via card or PayPal. You can also go to our website, godsquadchurch.com give, and set up a one-time or monthly donation of any amount. Lastly, you can text any amount to the number 844321 to set up a quick and easy way to give. Because of you, we are able to share the gospel with gamers around the world. No matter what amount you're giving, thank you for your generosity.